You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Little fellow, you must have given up the hope of living. Uh Uh-uh. On the contrary, I do not let the word death bother me. Same here, baby. Then what are you waiting for? Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I'll be your host, and today we're going to have the ever-popular Game of Death. Uh, Joining me in their respective pagodas today is Neil, Jeff, and Ken. How are you guys doing today? Very good, thank you. Doing good. Doing okay, thanks. Excellent. And today our challenger is going to be Andrew. Andrew, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How are y'all doing? Good. And Andrew's coming to us uh, via Skype from Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? How you got into trivia? Uh, you know, uh, if you're if you've been working out to uh, go up the levels of the pagoda, all that kind of stuff. I'm a younger sibling, so my brothers were always in like academic team and stuff, which would be like the equivalent for like Brain Bowl, I think, where you guys are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did that when I was growing up. Uh, now I'm a U.S. history teacher, and I coach football, and I coach the academic team at the school where I coach at. So That's great. Um, it, as far as U.S. history, that's really cool that you're a teacher. What's your favorite, uh, I guess, subject to teach during, uh, throughout the year, the one that the kids seem to gravitate towards? Uh, well, the one I, I, what I enjoy the most is what I'm doing right now, which is post-revolutionary history pre-War of 1812. So it's the starting of the government. Switching from Article Confederation to the Constitution, that sort of thing. All right, so the game of death is played by four rounds of five questions, where Andrew will challenge each of our hosts in their respective specialty. And then after two rounds, there will be a special swing round designed by me, where our contestants will be able to add some extra points. And we'll also have a round that he has picked out that I will tell to the competitors when we get to it. It'll be a bit of a surprise. Uh, finally, there will be five questions in various topics uh andrew will get to choose the topics out of 10 that i have selected um, and we'll do that when we get there as well you guys ready to play let's do it i'm good all right we will start with jeff ready jeff i am jeff get, the, get this ready. out of the way yeah jeff jeff had a long drive uh, from the michigan <laughs> state game who'd they play again they played uh, maryland yesterday maryland so how he did, was in the pouring rain how did that go for you guys it was damp uh, perfect <laughs> How was the sports? It was good. I mean, they, they won 17-7. Um, to 7, Then they took their foot off the gas. That's the only reason Maryland scored at all. Oh, so. perfect. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> Jeff's specialty is Michigan State. Is that, That's right. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of geography and science. 
All right, question one. Caracas is the capital of what northernmost country in South America? I'm in. I much prefer asking the geography questions. Yeah, as opposed to having to answer them? <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> I knew this at one time. Mm-hmm. And it's in my head somewhere. I was always much better at history than geography. I feel the same way. <laughs> and then science is also probably my worst subject, so this is going to be a bad round. <laughs> Perfect. Good, because I'm a little on the back foot today, so that helps me. All right, I got a wrong answer. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Uh, Jeff's pretty confident. What did you think? Uh, Caracas is in Venezuela. Okay. And Andrew? Yeah, I wrote Colombia down. Uh, the answer is Venezuela. So yeah. what's the name of that thing that all that horn everyone's playing at the, the soccer matches? That's the Vuvuzela. Okay, that does that not come from Venezuela? That comes from South Africa. From South Africa. Okay. Well, yeah, I remember when the World Cup was in South Africa. It just sounds similar, Neil. It should be the national horn of Venezuela. It's a little. I, I don't know if countries have national horns. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should. Yeah, we'll get right on that. All right. Question two: If Prince of Persia were set in the year 1940, what would it be called? I'm in. You ever play Prince of Persia? No. Oh, it's a great game. I think Jake Gyllenhaal wants that one back. <laughs> I think Prince of Persia fans want Jake Gyllenhaal gone, so. <laughs> I'm not quite sure where it is specifically, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take a stab. Let's start with Andrew. What did you say? Uh, I knew it was in the Middle East. I want to show you the exact one, so I said it would be Saudi Arabia. All right. Jeff? I don't know if this was a country yet. Um, but Persia is, is definitely in the Middle East, um, but it's, I think it's a little bit more East than Saudi Arabia. So I went Iran. And the answer is Iran. Uh, Persia actually became Iran in 1935. Wow. Okay, cool. That was what I was afraid of. <laughs> that it wasn't quite there yet. All right. Good job, Jeff. Question three. This animal would be most likely told to watch its sodium intake due to its having the highest blood pressure of any animal. This would be poor advice, however, as the animal needs high blood pressure for blood pumping from its heart to reach where it needs to go. Yeah, I'm locked in on that one. I know that one for sure. All right. I'm in with a guess. All right. Uh, let's hear your guess, Jeff. Uh, I said the hummingbird. Okay. And Andrew? Uh, it's the giraffe. Yes, the giraffe. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, the giraffe, it's because they need the high blood pressure to get from the heart to the brain. Gotcha. Yeah, with hummingbirds are so small that the, the BPM should take care of it, but uh, you need you need that high blood pressure to, to elevate. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, question four. Canaries used in coal mines is the most famous example of this particular type of species. Whether they hunt and kill X-Men is pure speculation. That was a good clue. <laughs> the only way me and Neil would <laughs> Quietly nodding to yourself. So, Andrew, where's your uh, where's your background on on X Men? <laughs> uh, well, I like them. All right, it's a start. I thought my comic book knowledge was a little better, but uh, I'm in with the wrong guess. All right, I won't drag it out. I'll I'll make an incorrect guess as well. Perfect. Our favorite kind of guesses. Uh, Jeff, what's your incorrect guess? Uh, I said Phoenix. Oh, okay. Andrew, I said a saber tooth. All right. Well, the answer is a sentinel species. Uh, sexual species are organisms often animals used to detect risk to humans by providing advanced warnings of danger. See, I was thinking sentinel, but I didn't think that was an animal, so I didn't go with that. Yeah. So so you did know it from X-Men, right? Is that... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The giant robots that were set to kill mutants. All right. And the final question in Jeff's round. 
The Myers-Briggs Type Indicator is an introspective self-report questionnaire with the purpose of indicating differing psychological preferences in how people perceive the world around them and make decisions. It was developed by a mother-daughter team based on the typological theory proposed by this Swiss psychologist. How are you guys feeling about this one? Uh, I feel pretty good about this one. You're in, Jeff? Yeah, I'm in. Okay. And how about you, Andrew? I don't feel good because I only know one psychologist. I don't think he's Swiss, but (laughs) we'll go with it. All right. Well, you're giving yourself a shot there. Looks like everybody's in. All right, Jeff, what did you say? Uh, I believe this is based on the formative works of Carl Jung. All right. And Andrew? Well, I've heard of him. Uh, <laughs> but that's not what I went with. I went with Freud. All right. And the answer is Carl Jung. It's a great job, Jeff, there. Uh, me and Neil need to watch Dangerous Method. Yeah, I, I think I saw that. Is that uh, with Fassbender? Fassbender and uh, Viggo Mortensen playing uh, Jung and Freud, respectively. Yeah, I think I, I did see that in a really small theater, um, like a $2 theater. It was good, though. Um, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about Carl Jung? <laughs> <laughs> Putting you on the spot what here. Do you, what do you want to know? I don't about know. Just Carl give Jung. us give us well, well, top was, three facts. Where were, were his, you know, his yeah. focus? Well, the Myers-Briggs indicator. <laughs> yeah. You're, just pretend you're HuffPost or BuzzFeed and give us three random facts that we didn't need to know this morning. Did he live to be Carl Old? These are things uh, that we need to know. <laughs> That's bad. Let's cut it there. <laughs> All right, and that's enough of that. <laughs> Carl Old. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right. So what are the scores after round one? Uh, so it looks like uh, Team Triviality, uh, which was Jeff this round, scored 30 points. And uh, our challenger, Andrew, scored 10 points. All right. Round two is going to be some Neil questions. Uh, knowing what, from listening to the show, how do you feel about some of these type of questions? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Question one in Neil's round. According to this actor, he was cast in a Nicholas Sparks adaptation because he was not handsome. Oh, I know this one. So do I. You know any ugly actors, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I know plenty of ugly actors. <laughs> None of them that I know that were Nicholas Sparks, though. Awesome. I know this ugly actor. Uh, was uh, Steve Buscemi not... Uh... <laughs> Not the lead in one of these Nick Sparks movies? That's cruel. He's not the ugliest person in Hollywood, Ken. I'm in with an answer. No, Harvey Weinstein is. <laughs> oh. On the inside. And outside. No no air fives. <laughs> <laughs> really, the only one that's coming to me would be Ryan Gosling, because he's, uh, he's kind of self-deprecating, and obviously not one of the ugliest men in the world. Um, and he would have been in The Notebook. So, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Ryan Gosling. All right. And Andrew, what did you say? Uh, that's kind of my same thought process, and I went with Ryan Gosling as well. Right. The answer is Ryan Gosling. Uh, the director said, I want you to play this role because you're not like the other young actors out there in Hollywood. You're not handsome. You're not cool. You're just a regular guy <laughs> who looks a little bit nuts. Uh, Sparks. Yeah. He said to the handsomest, coolest guy in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he also say like they, they cast Rachel McAdams because she was kind of plain Jane? <laughs> Boy, this guy. Fun fact. Cliff Kingsbury kind of looks like Ryan Gosling. I can see that too as well. And the only person in this room who knows what Cliff Kingsbury is. <laughs> yeah, who is that? Cliff Kingsbury? Uh, quarterback for Texas Tech, was it? Yeah, he's the, well, he's the head coach now. Wow, but, he actually looks like Gosling? That happens a lot in college football. Yeah. That's great. The most handsome man becomes quarterback, becomes coach. <laughs> That's how well, I'm no, right. former a lot of former quarterbacks are coaches now. I'm going to yeah. stick with the handsome thing. Yeah, that would be Nick Cassavetes, that director, son of famous John Cassavetes. Little yeah. fact there. Only little fact. All right, moving on to question two. The original Michael Myers mask used in Halloween was actually a modified mask of this famous enterprising character. I'm, I'm in. Okay. Uh, Andrew, you're in there really quick. What would you say? Yeah, it's uh, William Shatner. Uh, yeah, that is William Shatner. Yeah. Well, I was looking for the character Captain Kirk, but you guys are in the, 
in the same boat there. <laughs> oh, did you say character? Yeah, but I'll give you guys. Oh, do you want us to re-record and just say character? I do not. I want you guys, and I want all this in as well. <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner is Captain Kirk. They're basically the same guy at this point in time. Uh, an enterprising character, Enterprise being the ship, if you didn't get the what? clue. Yeah, these Are you talking about? <laughs> these guys did not need a hint. I don't think. Do we need to re-record? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So two for two so far. So pretty good for both guys going. Uh, question three. This actor was originally pegged to portray the Terminator, but was thought to be too nice by James Cameron. There were also concerns on if the iconic fingerless gloves would fit. I may have made up that last part. I'm in. This one's got me stumped. Mad coming with the, the hints. <laughs> I really like the clue. <laughs> I don't even have like a thought process. On. The original Terminator is uh, is is good. Kind of gets overshadowed by <laughs> T2, but they're both good. Hot take. Terminator is good. Yeah. <laughs> you get villain Arnold, and then you get nice Arnold. So you get the best of both worlds. We should just have a podcast of yours, Neil. It's just called Neil's Quick Takes, and it's 30 seconds, and you just give one short opinion on a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Terminator. I'll say... Uh, Pretty good. Not yeah. outshadowed by T2. Yeah. And that's the whole show. <laughs> yeah, it would be Neil's quick takes. Arnold Schwarzenegger cocks a shotgun with one hand better than anyone. <laughs> I'm locked in with the wrong answer. All right. Let's hear that wrong answer, Andrew. Uh, I went Sylvester Stallone. Oh, that would be fun. That, that's a that's a good guess, though, because they did have a, a rivalry for a long time and would, uh, you know, measure biceps together. But uh, surprisingly, the answer is Juice. Yeah. OJ. OJ Simpson. Mm, uh, I get the glove. I get the glove. Yeah. Yeah. The glove don't fit, etc., etc. Too nice. <laughs> and too nice, obviously. All right. Nobody would believe him as a killer. <laughs> <laughs> just just a robber. Just 12 people didn't. <laughs> if I started Skynet. There's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> Great job, guys. Uh, question four. Driveshaft was the fictional band on what show? I can't remember if they had four, eight, 15, 16, etc. hits. I'm so embarrassed. I know all four so far of the movie questions, and I knew three science questions. I could cry. <laughs> That's how it always is. Sorry, Jeff. I feel like I'm living in the upside down right now. Uh, I have. I don't think I've ever heard of the name Drive Shaft before. So I'm going to walk in with something that's completely wrong. I wrote down, uh, just in my own head here, uh, Parks and Rec, but I feel like it was one of the bands that Jeff and I, when we did uh, a Late Ami episode for that, we went through all the bands and he, sh- he labeled them all. And it doesn't sound like one because they're all like, I-, I can't even think of the names right now, but it just didn't, they were funnier. It kind of sounds like something they would say in The Office. So I don't remember if there was a band on The Office. So I don't know. I'm going to go with The Office. I'm a little surprised at Neil here. Yeah, I am too. All right, Andrew, what did you say? Uh, well, going off the name Driveshaft, I just went with something that dealt with cars, so I said Night Rider. All right, so Night Rider is a good guess. Uh, actually, so I've been listening to a lot of AJ Mass's podcast, uh, Beat My Guest, and he actually puts a reference to this uh, show in pretty much every episode. The answer is Lost. Yeah, I only saw the first season, and I, I don't even really remember that much about it. I've never seen an episode of Lost. Wow. So both of us were lost that question. So. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. So the numbers meant... The numbers meant nothing to you guys then, obviously. What's the name of the like uh, symbol, Umbrella Corporation or whatever? That's the... What can I remember? The Dharma Initiative. Dharma Initiative, yeah. I think. Dar- yeah, and it's uh, run by Jenna Elfman. Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo, boo, boo. <laughs> the Greg Initiative didn't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, question five. While many people often aspire to one day being their own boss, 
Most don't win awards for it. Only two men have won Best, o- Best Actor Oscars in movies that they also directed. Name either. This originally was named both, and I thought, that's way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems pretty hard. So it's people who won... They uh, won Best Actor Oscars in movies that they also directed. I'm going to lock in. All right. Andrew is in. Just thinking of um, actor-directors. Kevin Costner won it for his first movie, Best Director, but I, he hasn't won an Oscar, I don't believe. Uh, Mel Gibson hasn't won one. He won for Braveheart. For some reason, part of me is leaning towards Warren Beatty as one, possibly, maybe for Reds. Robert Redford one for ordinary people this is where neil throws out other facts to ignore the part that he doesn't know yeah. the answer to this one <laughs> just trying to go it wouldn't wouldn't have been in the 2010s if i had a few more minutes i might i, I had a few things in my head but i'm just gonna go with one all right um let's start with andrew what did you say yeah i thought it might have been for uh, dances with wolves so i went with kevin costner all right and neil who was beating himself up over this for the last five minutes uh, I just know that uh, he directed uh, the film Reds, and I believe he won an Oscar for it. I'm just going to go with Warren Beatty. All right. Well, the answer is actually Laurence Olivier in oh, Hamlet, Hamlet, 1948. About uh, Roberto Benigni. Roberto oh, yeah. Benigni. That's the one I thought that people would be able to get. Um, That's right. He had the very famous uh, jumping on his chair when he won and running up to the... Mm-hmm. I believe that's how that Not my out. favorite version of Hamlet. The, the Italian <laughs> scallion. Is uh, Lion King your favorite version of Hamlet? That or the... Uh... Oh, Kenneth Branagh, yeah. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh's version. That, well, that one is a good one, too. Mel Gibson's uh, Hamlet is actually surprisingly good with Glenn Close. What was the Benini film? Uh, Life is Beautiful. Yeah, that's right. Which also won Best Picture that year? No, or Foreign Film. Best Foreign Film. Yeah. All right. After round two, what are the scores, Neil? Team Triviality has uh, 60 points and Andrew has 30 points. All right, and now it is time for our swing round. The Triviality team is going to get to work together. Um, there are going to be 10 questions uh, at five points apiece for them. Uh, they are going to be 10 points apiece for Andrew. Fictional sports teams, because I had to throw some sports in here because none of you will let me write sports That's questions. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. How confident are you in fictional sports team, Andrew? Uh, I watch a lot of movies and I like sports, but we'll see how all well those go together. <laughs> All right. Well, how this is going to work is I will name a team or multiple teams from a movie, television show, etc., and you will tell me what it's from. So, number one, we have the Dallas Felons, the San Francisco Fairies, and the Milwaukee Beers. Number two, the Hickory High Huskers. Number three, the Mars Greenskins and the New New York Mets. Number four. Average Joe's, Global Gym, Purple Cobras. Number five, East Dillon Lions. Number six, the Maine Androids, Orlando Crushers, and Miami Sharks. Number seven, the Minnesota State Screamers and the Orlando Crushers. Number eight, the the Charlestown Chiefs. Number nine, the Rockford Peaches. And number 10, the Compton Clovers and the Rancho Carne Toros. Number one, the Dallas Felons, San Francisco Ferries, and Milwaukee Beers. Number two, Hickory High Huskers. Number three, Mars Greenskins, New New York Mets. Number four, Average Joes, Global Globo Gym Purple Cobras. Number five, 
East Dillon Lions. Number six, Maine Androids, Orlando Crushers, and Miami Sharks. Number seven, Minnesota State Screamers and Orlando Crushers. Number eight, the Charlestown Chiefs. Number nine, Rockford Peaches. And number 10, the Compton Clovers and the Rancho Carne Toros. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so we'll discuss here. So just let's just start backwards. Uh, Ken wrote uh, the Clover one, number 10, as Bring, Bring it, it, on, it On, which yeah. is correct. I was just watching that at lunch the other day, as one would do. Um, uh, League of Their Own, of course. League of Their Rockford Own. Peaches. Yep. Uh, the Charleston Chiefs. Slapshot. Uh, Slapshot. Classic hockey movie. Um, I know for a fact, uh, number six, Miami Sharks uh, would be quarterbacked by Jamie Foxx. That'd be any given Sunday. Yep. Inch by inch. Yep. Um, number four was the... Dodgeball. Uh, Dodgeball. I mean, Average how, Joe's. What was the one you wrote here for Ken for number three? I believe you wrote be Futurama, Futurama, the new New York Mets is a dead giveaway. Ten, nine, and eight are good. Number six is good. Four and three are definitely correct. Four and three are correct. Okay, so we have, I guess just go down the list here. Minnesota Screamers and Crushers, what is it? Orlando Crushers. Orlando Crushers. The crushers sound familiar, but I can't place it. There was the Crushers in the previous one too, right? Yeah. Oh, Minnesota State Screamers. So it's got to be something college related? Maybe. Or any of these varsity blues, or uh, what's another sports movie? The Blind Side. What are the teams on those? Uh, those are real college teams. That's uh, what about the high school Mississippi? Teams? Oh, that I that I wouldn't know. How about the oh wait, Dylan, East Dylan, Texas maybe. How about that movie with uh, Keanu Reeves? The replacements. The replacements. Yeah, they're a red team. Um, Gene Hackman. Let me think. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't know about Minnesota no, uh, State. No Halifax Highlanders. From my, my favorite sports movie, Goon. First of all, where is the Icelandic team? Yeah. Um, District 5. <laughs> from D2, the Mighty Ducks. Do you know the teams from Not Another Teen Movie? No, I don't know that. I was or, really hoping he would do uh, Necessary Roughness, but I don't well, think... Well, I think, I think we've done what we can here, so let's throw some guesses in. All right. So after much deliberation, uh, our triviality team is locked in, as well as Andrew. So for number one... The Felons, Fairies, and Beers. What did you say, Andrew? Yeah, I'm wrong on this, but uh, and I didn't know it at all. So when I don't know something, I go with my favorite football movie, and I went, went with The Replacements. Oh, awesome. What did you say, 
Uh, we had to guess on this one a little bit, so we went with uh, Longest Yard. I'm a little surprised and a little disappointed that you guys didn't get basketball. Oh. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a comedy. I couldn't figure it out. Ugh. Yeah. Milwaukee Beers was the, the Matt and Trey team. Yeah, that's the one that sounded too funny for me. But <laughs> Never seen it. The, it holds up pretty well. I have Does seen it? it, and I should have probably had it. I heard it's rough. What? Oh, that's like funny. Watching it now? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff about current sports that kind of fits in pretty well with how it's, how it's played. Um, so number two, the Hickory High Huskers. Triviality, what'd you guys say? Uh, on another guess, we went with Varsity Blues. Okay. Andrew? That's way better than mine, because again, I didn't know, so I went with High School Musical. Oh, it's actually the, the classic Hoosiers. Mm. That makes sense. Mm. Question three, the Greenskins and the new New York Mets. What'd you guys say? Triviality. Uh, yeah, so now we're getting into some territory that we're more familiar with, and we went with Futurama. All right, Andrew? Yeah, this is the one I was, of the five that I thought I knew, this is the one I was least sure about, but I also said Futurama. All right, Futurama is correct. That they are Blurns Ball teams. Yes. Uh, where Leela becomes the first female, female. player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, for Average Joes and the Global Gym Purple Cobras. Andrew, what did you say? Uh, that's the uh, classic dodgeball. And you guys? Dodgeball as well. Perfect. Dodgeball it is. Dodge, dug, dip, dive, and dodge. You can dodge traffic, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, East Dillon Lions, Triviality. I was having some trouble with it. What did you guys end up saying? Um, so this is another one that we ended up guessing on, and we guessed the blind side. All right, and Andrew? Oh, no, see, it's a classic TV show that was based on a movie that really had nothing to do with the movie. It's Friday Night Lights. Yep, and it's points for Andrew, and no points for you guys. Moving on, the main androids, Orlando Crushers and Miami Sharks. Andrew, where would you think that was from? Yep, another one I knew nothing about, so I just went with the replacements. (laughs) All right, you guys? Uh, We went Any Given Sunday. The answer is Any Given Sunday. I've heard of that movie. (laughs) You were halfway there then. (laughs) All right. Uh, how about the Minnesota State Screamers and also Orlando Crushers? Uh, what did you say, Triviality? Well, funny enough, we went replacements on this one. And Andrew? Hey, I did too, because I didn't know it. The answer is Coach. Oh. Uh, he started out at Minnesota State and eventually became a NFL head coach in the final season or so. Craig T. Nelson. Indeed. All right. And that uh, guy who plays Patrick Starr in SpongeBob. Oh, he has Dauber? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Charlestown Chiefs. Uh, Andrew. Yeah, another one I didn't know. So, the replacements. (laughs) (laughs) If they were all the replacements, you'd be killing it right now. Uh, Trivia. I know. (laughs) Triviality, what'd you say? Uh, We want the Paul Newman classic, Slapshot. And that is Slapshot. I feel good that you guys both will have this one. Uh, The Rockford Peaches. Uh, Triviality? That would be a league of their own. And Andrew? Yeah, that's what I got. League of their own. Awesome. Correct for both of you. And finally, the Compton Clovers and the Rancho Carne Toros. Uh, Andrew, what did you say? Uh, that would be the Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst classic, Bring It On. All right, Triviality? That would be Bring It On. Uh, you get Bring It On, but not Slapshot. Never seen Slapshot, how can I say? <laughs> triviality, getting six right adds 30 points to their score. Andrew getting five right adds 50 points to his score. And what is the score now, Ken? Because Neil's been taken away from scoring. <laughs> it is 90 to 80. All with right. Triviality in the lead. So we do have a close game going into Ken's that round. That could all change now. I feel, I feel like these are 
These are good Ken questions. We'll see. Yeah, um, we haven't had a game of death where me and Neil both played, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of overlap, so I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to go. Yeah, so it's a, it's a nice hodgepodge of history and other things that I know that Ken might know some and things about. he's a about. history teacher, so that's great. <laughs> so, I hope I don't embarrass myself. All right. That's our goal every time we get in front of the mics. Uh, we do we do it about 50% of the time. <laughs> All right. So the first question in Ken's round. Poutine is a Canadian dish originally from Quebec. While initially mocked, it is now one of the nation's most popular dishes with festivals all over Canada as well as the U.S. What are the traditional three ingredients in the dish? I had a full order of poutine the other evening <laughs> after having a um, burger, which included a fried egg. So I, I would. I'm locked in. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm good. Poutine down in Oklahoma? Uh, occasionally at the fair. Yeah. Throw some JR's barbecue sauce on it. Doing good. Jim Ross? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I enjoyed it. That's all I know about Oklahoma is Jim Ross. How dare you? That's really all you need to know. That's all you need to know. We need him to call this uh, this match. My God. Andrew's back in the league. Bill Goldberg's from there, too. Is he? He's from Tulsa. Should have done some wrestling in there. (laughs) All right. Uh, Ken, what did you say? I went with uh, French fries, cheese curd, and gravy. And Andrew? Yeah, I went French fries, cheese curd, and gravy. All right. One for one for both guys. Nice. Uh, Question two. The origin of this weapon comes from the Finns during the Winter War as a way to mock a foreign minister. Those would be the Finnish people. Yes. I'm assuming they're from Finland. Oh, I thought you meant... Yeah. (laughs) Isn't the Bulls' new player from Finland? Yeah. Laurie Markkinen. Weapon developed a way to mock a foreign minister. Oh, he's not the weapon you're talking about? I can't think of a single weapon from Finland, so... Kindness. Asking... Yeah, maybe it's a trick question it's just kindness it's weapon is being a buffer state between <laughs> russia and the rest of that peninsula so i'm trying to work my way through this and i'm thinking weapons you'd have to be like really close to because saying huh this is funny because i got close to you so i can kill you but then also something like it's winter so something that maybe would be would be have like fire saying we have fire you don't yeah I, i'm locked in i'll i'll say a rapier okay uh, as I believe the Winter War was a little bit more modern, I went with a Claymore mine. Okay. Uh, Ken was a little closer. I would guess Molotov cocktail. And Jeff would be correct. It's mm-hmm. a Molotov mm-hmm. cocktail. Uh, the Good foreign, call. The Good foreign call. minister being the Soviet minister, uh, Molotov. Um, so they had a pact with uh, Nazi Germany um, where they were dropping bombs on Finland, and they were called uh, Molotov bread baskets. Um, so when they invented these, they called them Molotov cocktails yes, to throw yes, them back at them. Of course. Question three. The term OK is often said to derive from this president, referring to his nickname of Old Kinderhook. Uh, this referred to his birthplace in New York, and his supporters even formed the OK Club, although it wasn't successful in getting him reelected. Not sure if they had a secret hand signal. Oh, that pained expression on Ken's face is mm-hmm. killing me. It's like one that I've heard before. This is the part where I would normally jump in. This this is destroying me. <laughs> Much like that lost question with Neil. This is the presidential time period that is not my best. You guys got to narrow down to a couple in your head, probably. Yeah, I think Ken's all the way down to 44. I have <laughs> kind of a um, an era that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down to an era also. Thinking of presidents who were just okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, this this guy was probably a little less than okay, but 
I'm I'm in. Okay. Andrew, what are you thinking? Well, so for me, it's I'm looking at the area post War of 1812, pre Civil War, is the area I'm kind of looking at. And I know there's a lot of because there's a lot of political turmoil there. Where there's a lot of one-term presidents. I know it's post probably post Jackson. All right, I'll lock in. All right. Uh, what'd you say, Andrew? I went with uh, Martin Van Buren. All right, and Ken. Um, I thought it was a little bit later. I thought it was more like between 1900 and the Great Depression. So I went with uh, Coolidge. Well, if you were a Seinfeld fan, you would know their hand signal, the Van Buren boys. It's Martin Van Buren. Mm. The only, uh, yeah, the only, I would say when you said post-Jackson, I was just like, if it wasn't Martin Van Buren, I was going to be like, you can't get much more post-Jackson than that. Rolled over by the ball of Tippecanoe and Tyler II in 1840. So That's why that sounded so familiar, the Van Buren boys. That's yeah. right. <laughs> only, uh, only president for which English was not his first language. Old Kinderhook is a Dutch mm. area. Until Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dutch, Danish? I can't remember. And now we know a lot more about Martin Van Buren. That's all you need to know. Those are all the trivia points, I think. <laughs> Good to know. So he's out for future episodes. Yeah. All right. Question four. This manga anime revolves around the character of Vash the Stampede as he tries to avoid bounty hunters who have a $60 billion bounty on his head. It's much more complicated than that, but summarizing animes is very difficult. <laughs> I'm locked in. This is not familiar to me. No. I don't know anime, but this is the only thing I can go with, so... <laughs> okay, I'm in. All right. Uh, Ken, what did you say? As a guess, I'm going Fist of the North Star. All right. And Andrew? So the only anime I know about any sort of like bounty hunting or anything is Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop's in the right area. It's actually Trigun. I- I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. No, I haven't, I haven't watched or read that one. I hear it's really good. I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. Question five. Not just the title of an old movie life song, and that clue is probably just for me. Uh, founded in 1607, this is considered to be the first permanent English settlement in the New World. I'm locked in. All right. Based on the movie life quote, I'm sure. No. <laughs> I'm in too. All right. Ken locked in too. What did you say, Ken? Uh, Jamestown. And Andrew? I went Jamestown as well. Jamestown, Virginia is correct. All right, and going into the round selected by Andrew, we actually have a tie game. It's 110 to 110. All right, so he has chosen Harry Potter as the topic of choice, and you can choose any one of Triviality to face. Uh, Luckily, not me, because I know absolutely nothing about Harry Potter. After you research this, you know a little bit more. I do know. I know five things now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious as to who he thinks knows the least. Well, going into it, Long before I knew Matt was hosting, I was going to challenge Matt. <laughs> that would have been really challenge good. Him anyway. I, think, I think regardless, we're... <laughs> he might not even get his own questions right. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I no. think regardless of who he chooses, uh, we are how you say effed. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Jeff. Okay, fair enough. All right, so we have Andrew versus Jeff in a Harry Potter throwdown. So before we begin, uh, Jeff, where where do you gauge your your knowledge? It's it's have decent. You, have I've, you read? I've read all the books. Yes. Have you seen the the films? I've I saw all of them through Goblet of Fire. Okay, but it's <clears> but it's fair to say that you you haven't studied in the uh, wizarding arts. No, I have not. Okay. Just a plain. Muggle. At least he's read the books. So that's that's one step above everybody else in our group. I yeah, I, I've only seen all the movies several times. So and read the first book. Every time a new book or new movie would come out, I would reread the entire series. That's oh so, boy. So. <laughs> So you, so you know most of these problems. I'm going to get beaten like a bludger. <laughs> All right. 
Um, so before I start reading these, a quick shout out to Brian Shabbat, who's actually a Trivial Warfare Army member. Uh, he actually helped me write a couple of these questions because I wanted to make cool. sure that they were fair. And I didn't know because, honestly, I don't know what's hard or easy uh, with my knowledge of Harry Potter. Thanks for the help, Yeah, Brian. thanks, Brian. All right. Question one. Who is the student who was killed when Tom Riddle opened the Chamber of Secrets? I'm locked in. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help so bad. You know this one, Ken? I, I think so. Oh, I've got it. Locked in? I pro- yeah, I'm I locked approve in. of Jeff's answer. All right. Uh, Andrew, you locked in really quick. What did you say? That would be Moaning Myrtle. I, too, put Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle is correct. So did she get that nickname before she was killed? <laughs> so, probably. Supposedly she was very whiny and cried a lot. So. Well, I'd love if you go to the uh, the Harry Potter world um, at Universal, and when you're in the bathroom, in the men's bathroom, you hear her all over the speakers going like, it's just really good. Like, you just hear her talking to you while you're trying to pee. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, they do a really good job down there. That sounds horrible. That's all right. It's, it's comforting. It's really good. Yeah. All right. There's a... <laughs> no, we're moving up. <laughs> Question two. What is the name of Harry Potter's owl? I'm locked in. I'm locked in also. All right. That one was too easy. Jeff, what did you say? I said Hedwig. And Andrew. It is Hedwig. All right. Two for two for both contestants. R.I.P. And the Angry Inch. Got things I don't know anything about. Question three. What was the first of Voldemort's horcruxes to be destroyed? Ooh. I'm locked in. Is it intimidating when he locks in after five seconds? Make you think you should know it? No, I don't. Um, he's obviously much more familiar with the source material. Like I said, um, I read all of the books and I finished. I finished them a little late, but I finished book seven. Ah, oh, it's got to be at least five years ago, and I read the last four, basically straight through at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I, I can whittle it down to eight, so that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember for sure, but I'll just, uh, I'll take a guess. All right, Jeff, what did you say? Um, so I said his journal. I'm going to need you to be more specific. I need to be more specific? Yes. Darn it. Um, I don't know if I can be, so I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it up to the judges afterwards. Uh, let Andrew, what did you say? Uh, Tom Riddle's diary. Oh, yeah. So the answer is Tom Riddle's diary. Uh, does journal seem... Andrew. Andrew's choice. Yeah. What do you think, Andrew? Is that too general? Eh, give it to him. I don't care. It's a, bu- <laughs> it's a book that he wrote. That's true. I guess a journal is a diary. Did you know it was Tom Riddle's? Yeah, it's Voldemort's, which yeah, is Tom Riddle. See, yeah. these are things I don't know. Yeah, but, he's the same person. So. Well, then, then... Let's wait for the whole show to be done, and if I lose by 10 points, just take it away. <laughs> <laughs> done. All right. Question four. What is the spell to make items levitate or float? I'm locked in. I'm locked in also. All right. It's uh, not uh, Expelliarmus. It's not that. I, That's the only one I know. All right. <laughs> what's, your, what's your Patronus, Neil? Uh, it's not a stag. It's uh, Patrick Swayze. Oh, is it? <laughs> of course it is. Uh, Andrew, what did you say? Uh, Wingardium Leviosa. And Jeff? Uh, I didn't know the whole thing. I said Levioso. So uh, that's, uh, that's not the whole thing. You were you were fifty percent there. I mean, you'd have to consider whether something would float if you did just that spell, and, and no, it would, it would not. not. No. Yeah. In the first movie, when they first teach it in charms class, they do the Wingardium Leviosa, and then that's when Hermione says it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 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 And now we know something. 
No points for Jeff. That we can never use in practice. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. The final question in the Harry Potter round. Shortly after the release of this book, page 606 became a popular <laughs> early meme on message boards. You okay? Yeah, I'm great. Okay. Uh, hold on. I've got, I've got backstory. I'm locked in. I'm pretty sure. There was no question yet. No, it is. After the release of this book. Oh, okay. Sometimes I don't ask questions. <laughs> this one I did. That's true. You're just asking it Jeopardy style. Yeah. Very yeah, academic. I'm good. I'll write the right answer now. All right. I'm going to let Andrew answer first, and then we'll let Jeff get into whatever he's thinking. Yeah. This was the one I'm probably the least sure about, but I went Half-Blood Prince. All right. And Jeff? Um, I believe there is a young girl standing in line waiting for this book and uh, early in the morning, and somebody runs along and screams, Snape kills Dumbledore! Snape kills Dumbledore. Uh, that would be Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. That is correct. <laughs> around, around that same time, I was pretty heavy into uh, the video game Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. And people would jump into games to say Snape kills Dumbledore. And then they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of uh, AIM screen names that were page 606, Snape kills Dumbledore, basically uh, ruining it for everybody, which is a terrible thing to do. Uh, but points for both contestants there. So. I mean, she was like at the bookstore. I mean, that's so brutal. Yeah, she clearly hadn't read it yet. <laughs> or owned it. It was the day it came out. It was like a midnight uh, midnight release. All right. Well, Jeff got four right in that round and uh, proving his mastery of Harry Potter, five correct for Andrew. So I guess you picked the right topic there. Yeah. For like the last three days, I was doing nothing but listening to like Harry Potter trivia podcasts and stuff. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, with that, uh, Triviality moves into second place with 150, Andrew with 160. So a very narrow lead mm-hmm. going into the final. All right. So heading into the final round, it is a 10-point lead for Andrew. Uh, the way the final round works is Triviality is going to be able to work together to solve uh, these questions. But Andrew is going to get to choose the topics. Uh, he'll get to choose five out of the 10 I present him. You ready, Andrew? Sure. All right. Category one, fun with colors. Category two, all the right moves. Category three, banned in the USA. Category four, those were the days. Category five, you got to keep them separated. Category six, this one is a gamble. Category seven, now that's a spicy meatball. Category eight, say your prayers. Bond, covalent bond. Covalent. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I know a lot about that one. Um, And category 10, it comes from Japan. So I'm not getting much information about what these are about based on these topics. Don't worry. We're not either. (laughs) That's the joke. Uh, Let's go with colors. Okay. Moves, band, gamble, and meatball. All right. So you're going with fun with colors, all the right moves, band in the USA. This one is a gamble. And now that's a spicy meatball. All right, so as always in this round, you can uh, wager from 0 to 30 in each category uh, up to the points that you have accumulated so far. Um, So why don't we lock in those wagers right now? We can mute, Andrew, I guess, figure out wagers and then come Mm -hmm. back in. Okay. I think we could go pretty hard uh, all around. Yeah, I think we're... I feel overall confident, but not specifically. I I understand. Okay. All right, all the wagers are in. Uh, So question one in the final round. Category, fun with colors. What are the five colors on the Olympic rings? Okay. Question two, all the right moves. 
How many possible opening moves are there in chess? Whoa. Question three. Banned in the USA. This performer was banned from SNL not by Lorne Michaels, but by a fan vote, which he lost 169,186 to 195,544. Question four. This one is a gamble. In Texas Hold'em Poker, what is the common name for the fifth community card dealt? Question five. Now that's a spicy meatball. Early versions of this treat were in the three colors of the Italian flag. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All right, and we are going to mute Andrew so we can discuss and he can think about his answers and we will get him back when we are all set. Olympic you, rings. Right. Um, yellow, green, blue, black, red. Are you good on that? Yellow, green, yep. blue, black. Okay. Yes. Chess moves. This should be easy enough to figure out because you can move a pawn one of two ways as an opening move. There are eight pawns, so that's 16. What else can you do from the start? Two two moves with the knights. Two moves with the knights, yes. Each. So well, that's four more. Okay, so that's four more. But yeah, there's only there's only four for the for the knights, so I'm gonna guess twenty. Does that sound no, well you couldn't move it you couldn't jump. move a queen or a king out of the way. Yeah, I, I think that's right then. Okay. You're right. Who was so, kicked off of SNL? There's a cu- uh, uh, Elvis a Costello is the one that he was banned by Lauren Michaels. Well, um yeah, and two people that everyone hated. Steven Seagal was uh, never invited back again. And uh, I believe Andy Kaufman was also. Um, well, let's, co- let's come back to it. Okay, so the poker one. Do we agree on this one? I have no idea how it's that river. It's the river. Okay. Yeah. I, that, that was the only word I know from Texas Hold'em yeah. was river. So, and the well, the, so the, the, flat? the flop, flop is the first three, and then I believe it's the turn, mm-hmm. and then the river, which right. would be the last one. So we're good there. 
And then the MacGuffin. Yeah, the MacGuffin. Yeah. So red, white, and green. Yes, yeah, so we have red, white, and green as the Italian flag. And what treat has that color? I could imagine. I could imagine gelato maybe having those three colors. Mm. Or. Hmm. Red, white, and green. I mean, cannoli has like the green nuts, but I don't see where Neapolitan red. ice cream. Ooh. Neapolitan. Ooh, Neapolitan. Neapolitan is an interesting choice. I could see Neapolitan being. Um, maybe chocolate wasn't. Yeah, maybe mint original. instead. It could have been mint or pistachio. Um, so just the SNL one is. Whole- so here's the thing um, the fans would have to vote because they're annoyed by someone. Not banned by Lauren Michaels. Yeah, I'd lean towards Coffin. All right, looks like everybody is in. Uh, first, we'll go over the wagers, and then we'll get some answers. Uh, for question one, Andrew wager 20. Uh, Triviality also wager 20. Um, so, Andrew, what are the five colors of the Olympic rings? So, I kept coming up with six, so I had to just get rid of one out of my head. So, I ended up going red, green, black, white, and yellow. Okay. And Triviality? Um, so, I was pretty quick to jump on this one. Um, I believe the three primary colors... Um, blue, red, yellow are represented, and also green and black, as that covers almost every single flag on Earth. All right, and triviality is correct. Uh, white is actually represented total, but it's the, the background. background. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. six different colors, um, and that combined to produce um, the colors of every flag that was originally at the Olympics. So Qatar did not participate? Not initially. <laughs> All right, on to question two. Looks like Andrew wagered 10 and 20 again for Triviality. Um, triviality, how many possible opening moves are there in chess? Yeah, we, we kind of went through. So each pawn could either move uh, one or two spaces. Uh, so that's eight times two, 16. And then uh, two moves each for the knights. So 20 total. All right, and Andrew? Yeah, I put 20 as well. All right, and it is 20. I think the tricky part of that question is knowing the pawns can go one or two. All right, question three. We had uh, 10 points from Andrew and 20 from Team Triviality. Uh, Triviality was struggling with this one a little bit. Uh, what did you say is the performer that was banned by the fan vote? Uh, so we, we went through a couple um, names. Uh, I know Steven Seagal uh, was never invited back, but I feel like that might have been a Lauren Michaels decision. Uh, but knowing you, maybe it is Steven Seagal now. But um, <laughs> we, according to it being a fan vote, uh, I know that uh, Andy Kaufman's original performance was kind of divisive. So uh, we went with Andy Kaufman. All right. And Andrew? Yeah, now that I say that, I think they're right. I've heard the fact before. I couldn't come up with it. So as a joke answer, I just wrote Justin Bieber. <laughs> All right. Uh, the answer actually is Andy Kaufman. Ooh. Um, so he was kind of, uh, an on again, off again, uh, member of the cast, but not really. And he was a host. It was mostly his wrestling that got on the nerve of, mm. uh, Dick Ebersol, who was the producer at the time. Uh, Kaufman proposed an audience vote to let him stay or force him oh, off the right. show. Uh, and he lost and then he decided never to come back. All right. Question four, uh, Andrew had wagered 20 triviality also 20. Um, Andrew, what do you know about Texas Hold'em? Uh, quite a bit. I love poker. All right. Uh, what is the common name for the fifth community card dealt? Well, that was going to be the river. All right. Triviality. What did you say? We also went with the river. The river is correct. So the, I believe it goes uh, three three card turn or a, a flop turn and then the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was uh, Texas Hold'em was all over TV for a while, and that's kind of where I learned <laughs> these things. And you don't see it as much anymore. All right. In category five, uh, Andrew wagered 30. Uh, Triviality wagering 20. 
Um, so early versions of this treat were in the three colors of the Italian flag. Uh, Andrew, what did you say? I was just trying to come up with treats that had three colors in them. I couldn't really think of anything, so I just said Neapolitan ice cream. Okay. And Triviality? Yeah, after um, a little bit of discussion, coming up with some different ideas, we also settled on Neapolitan ice cream. All right. And Neapolitan ice cream is correct, actually. Uh, The original version of it was pistachio, vanilla, and cherry. Ooh. It sounds sounds good. Probably better than one. Yeah, uh, chocolate's actually a very American uh, addition to neapolitan ice cream which makes sense we love our chocolate here all right so we actually had a perfect final round from triviality uh gaining a total of 100 points uh andrew got three out of the five and uh with his wagers he gained 30 uh bringing the final scores to triviality 250 andrew 190 making triviality the kareem of the crop today why continue just let me pass you have forgotten that i too am not afraid of Yeah, uh, great game, Andrew, uh, conquering us over the first uh, four rounds. But uh, yeah, we were backed into a corner for sure. And uh, Pagoda proves uh, too difficult once again. And 190 would win probably 95% of games that we've played. So great job by you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, anytime you guys would have me back and beat me again. No, we'd love to have you on uh, do a do a two on two because I feel like with either of us it would be a very complimentary team uh, that would do really well. I think we're always looking for history majors. <laughs> Sometimes that, that proves to be a little bit of a hard point for us. Well, yeah, shout out to all your students. Uh, hopefully, if, I don't know if you're going to have them listen to this, but they should be <laughs> proud of their teacher though because that was a really good showing. Yeah, uh, shout out to my academic team. We actually just won our uh, regionals also. Awesome! Oh, congrats! You know, I enjoy listening to your show. I listen to a bunch of different podcasts, and I look forward to you guys putting yours out every week. So, well, thank you, thank you, and we appreciate you listening. All right, thanks again to Andrew for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate him coming on, and we appreciate all our listeners. Uh, if you'd like to support us, uh, you can reach out to us at our Facebook, our Twitter. Uh, all the links are going to be on our website at trivialitypodcast.com, as well, well as links to the episodes, links to our Patreon. Uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that Patreon? Certainly. So we had a great outpouring of support <clears throat> in October. Uh, so we really thank you guys. We're almost halfway to our current goal. Um, so for those of you who are interested in maybe supporting the show directly, which we would very much appreciate, uh, you can find us there at patreon.com slash triviality podcast. We've got some great benefits. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we do bonus shows every month for our supporters who uh, donate more than $5 a month. So um, those are always really fun. Uh, We really like doing those for you guys. So if you wanted to check that out, get that as a potential perk, Um, more coming. But again, halfway to our current goal. So thank you very much for that. And uh, if you'd like to chip in to that, it'd be very much appreciated. Yeah, we always appreciate that. Uh, Other than spreading the word and the Patreon, the best way to support us is by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on all your favorite podcast apps. Uh, So until next time, on behalf of everyone, my name was Matt, and that was Triviality. Wingardium Leviosa. Stop, stop, stop. You're going to take someone's eye out. Besides, you're saying it wrong. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. You do it, then, if you're so clever. Go on, go on. Wingardium Leviosa. Oh, well done. See here, everyone. This great has done it. Oh, splendid. <laughs>